In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, Arizona, talks with pastors and leaders as they share their testimonials about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Welcome, everybody, to The Kingdom and Its Stories. We're really glad you've joined us this afternoon. And uh, today we're going to be uh, visiting with Misael Cruz, who's pastor of a, a church in a community called Fuego Nuevo, meaning New Fire, which is a small barrio in, uh, in the midst of one of the world's largest cities, Mexico City. Michelle, welcome. We're glad to have you with us. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, it's a really pleasure to have you with us. Michelle is, a, is one of the, and his family are one of the real courageous families who have been led of the Holy Spirit to go into one of the difficult areas, uh, an area uh, where there's a lot of crime and poverty and violence, to really uh, live out the gospel and see people come to Christ because the gospel is lived out. So, Missiel, as a pastor, tell us, what was it that drew you to this part of Mexico City? Uh, well, <clears throat> I had just finished uh, studying at seminary, and and I was invited to to uh, lead this community. But it was very small. It was a it, it was a, a church of between seven and fifteen uh, adults, and. Uh, <clears throat> Before that time, like one or a couple of years before, I had read a book that uh, where the, the author, one of the things he speaks about is uh, developing uh, Christian communities that engage with their community, that are part of their community, not a, a place um, where people can come in, but a, a community that goes out right. to make one community with the people around and we had been praying, my wife and I had been praying that if after studying seminary, after going through seminary, if uh, we had asked the Lord, if he allowed us to, to at one point serve, we, we wanted to do that. And, and I, and, and we thought this was the perfect um, place to, to try that out because there were not so many people. So there I think that when there is a, a set idea of what church is, uh, when people think that church is just a building to go to on Sundays and then um, uh, don't 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 mess, don't try to mess with my life, it would be hard to to, to generate a, a change of this kind. So we felt it was the perfect uh, opportunity to do that, and and well, here we are. And, uh, and I understand that when you moved to that property, it was just nothing but a an empty lot. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. So the, the, there was a, an empty 
piece of land. Um, the, the floor was <clears throat> just, uh, you know, soil dust. When it rained, it was uh, mud, you know, this kind of sticky mud that if, if you... If your shoes are kind of loose, you will move <laughs> your feet, and, and, and the shoes would remain on the on the on the mud. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. Tell us what what now. How how many years ago was that? And it was like eleven years ago. Eleven years, and yeah, you know, I've been to your compound now. Describe to us what 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 you have on that compound that reaches out to the community. Okay, uh, we have a doctor's office, a dentist's office, uh, what we what people know as the psychologist's office, which is really, uh, yeah, a small office where where uh, you family counseling? counseling, yes, yeah, is being given. Uh, we have uh, four uh, classrooms where you can fit up to uh, fifty students. Uh, with a, a whiteboard and 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 a flat screen, uh, so that you can uh, project, you know, whatever uh, whatever aid, visual aid or audio aid that so can what, help. What kind of what kind of classes you conduct for the community? Oh, uh, we we teach English. English is <laughs> a big asset in Mexico. If if a person speaks English. Uh, for example, my, my son, he finished college not long ago, and uh, the difference, he, he speaks English, and, and the difference between his uh, income to somebody who does not speak English, he, he makes twice as much. Wow, so, yeah. I remember so, when, when I visited you, um, these teenagers, young teenagers would come up to me and speak in English. And yeah. here they are in a in a slum, and yeah. I said, "Where did you learn to speak your English?" He said, "Pastor Maciel taught us." <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's amazing that how you know you're reaching out through um, teaching another language uh, to the kids who otherwise wouldn't even be able to afford to um, to learn English under other circumstances. So I just, I thought that was amazing. And it wasn't yeah. just him. It was a number of the kids that were playing soccer inside of your compound. Yeah, we have a small, very small uh, soccer court. It's not a field, it's a soccer court. And, and kids love it. They, you know, the, the Mexicans are just... Soccer lovers, you know, and, and and anytime they can kick a ball and and scream goal, <laughs> and make them feel happy. Yeah, and, and we have we have a, a a kids classroom where we can fit some uh, sixty children and and a playground second floor where where they can also you know small kids can can come and play and 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 do handicrafts and we have a space adapted to be a kitchen and and well the three club big classrooms i was telling you about on sundays we just open the 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 walls because the walls are in reality uh foldable doors big foldable doors so yeah. we just uh, put them away and and we have a big space for church okay. for sunday right yeah so you have 
counseling office. You have a dental office. You have a doctor's office. You have classrooms where kids and community p- people can come for classes. Um, wh- what else are you doing How, in uh, terms of serving the community? We offer um, a fitness club for senior citizens. For senior citizens, so, people yes. like me, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you're young. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's uh, not true, so, but thank you. Especially, um, you know, women around the ages of 60 and up, they come and do exercise with one of the women from the church. Right. And also there's a fitness class for younger women. And, and, and there's another woman from the church who teaches people how to make, I don't know what you call this in English. It's not jewelry because it's not jewels, it, but it, you know, these, these plastic bits, yeah, you call cu- them like custom that. jewelry. Yeah. yeah that's uh, women come in, in large numbers because they come, they, they, they work around tables doing that, learning to do that. They chat. And there's a moment when they talk about, somebody starts talking about the difficult times they have at home. And that's when the gospel is shared. Mm. We begin by, oh. or everybody begins by telling people from the community, would you let me pray uh, about yes. the situation? So we start praying for them. And there's a moment when we ask them if we can pray with them. And once that happens and, and they accept, we know they are ready to to hear the Bible. Right. Right? They have seen it. Now they are ready to hear it. And there's a moment when they join the church. Now, today, the, 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 the community that worships, uh, the, the number is about 200. Right. 350 with all the kids that come and, and worship at different moments. From That was and, from what you began with, what? Um, 20 people, 15 to 20 people? Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. Thank God. Praise the Lord. But, but the, key, the key has been showing the gospel. There's a number of Christian churches around. Actually, when, I, when we, my wife and I first came here, I thought I had made a mistake by coming here because there are at least four Christian churches around. And, and we are located. You have been here. We are right by the hill it's the end of the neighborhood right so so there was someone when i thought nobody will ever come here and i was kind of uh frustrated when after a worship meeting when when only we had only had like eight people uh to come and worship with us and mm. and my wife saw my face and then she said what's the problem and i said we made a mistake people are never gonna come here this is the worst location. And and she said, well, we asked God, we prayed for a couple, for almost two years, and God said, go do it. And so do it. She said, you have to pastor people. Uh, uh, go pastor people. And, 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 and um, how, am no, gonna, no how am I going to pastor people in this place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she said, maybe you have to pastor seven people just do the best of your jobs. And then the next morning I was having my devotional time with the Lord and, and he, he took me to, to read and, and reflect 
on the time when he fed 5,000. One of the passages that talks about that says that Jesus had gone to a deserted place and people followed him. Right. And, and God made me think about that. How come they followed him so far to the wilderness where there was nothing? Right. And, and it was because people knew Jesus would supply whatever need they had. So God told me, start supplying the needs people think they have yeah. as more necessary than the gospel, and you will see. And that's what happens now. Maceo, I, I, I know that um, that some pastors would see this as a way of um, attracting, sort of a manipulation of attracting people to the gospel, you know, providing all these services. And so it's a manipulation to uh, to get to get um, people to come to church. What's your perspective on that? Um, To tell you the truth, at the beginning, I had that mentality. I think uh, normally uh, pastors and missionaries and, you know, people doing ministry, people think this is a good way to attract people. But uh, my wife and I had the great blessing of uh, attending uh, Disciple Nations Alliance meeting in Panama City and, and that was the first place I realized I, I heard and I realized that Jesus did the same but not to manipulate mm. he did it because that's in the heart of his father Amen. God is a father he wants to provide not to manipulate and I repented right there in Panama City I mm. uh, at night I went on my knees I, I asked my wife to kneel down along with me and we ask God to forgive us because we we were wrong. So we we told God we were going to obey. We would continue doing the same and even more, but not to manipulate because Amen. that's what he wants people to know, that Amen. he loves them. I want to uh, just tell our listeners, uh, welcome to those of you who may have joined after we started. This is a program on kingdom, the kingdom of God and its stories. And we have Pastor Misael Cruz from Mexico City, who is with us today, and he's helping us to see how God has shaped his vision of what ministry is in a very difficult place in in the heart of the city of Mexico called Fuego Nuevo. So welcome. We're glad to have you join us. Misael, I understand that also you have... Um, uh, in a place where there's kind of a food desert, where there's where there's real hunger among physical hunger among the people, uh, tell us how your church is responding to the, to that area of physical hunger. Yes, um, in in a regular uh, on a regular basis, uh, we provide. Uh, on expensive, complete meals for people. The, the, when in, you go out... In, inexpensive, complete meals? Yeah, inexpensive, yeah. Because uh, a, a meal of that size, when you go out and, and buy it in Mexico City, the regular cost would be between uh, 55 to 60 pesos. Which is how much in dollars? Uh, got to be $3. Okay. I, I'm going to move to Mexico City if I can get a big meal for three dollars. 
Yeah, well, we, we, we serve a similar meal for 20 pesos, which is $1. Okay, a third so, the cost. Yeah, so, so yes. So regularly we serve, or uh, not, not uh, 100, between 70 and 100 meals are served at that price. Okay, every day? Every day. Every right day. now, right now, because of the lockdown, uh, you know, the, the situation is different. But we will go back to, the, to that with God's help. Okay. Tell us, uh, t- tell us some of the stories of how your people, the people of your church, are reaching out to their neighbors, being the hands and feet of Jesus in, yeah, the, sure. in their community. Yes. For example, right now during the lockdown, when, when the news started, you know, popping up about uh, the coronavirus and, and it was China, well, God made me understand this is China. This is the place that goes to all the world through their products and, and all. And, and, and I talked to the leaders of the church and I said, you know, guys, this is going to get global. We better buy some uh, staple food because uh, people are going to need it. And right now uh, we are sharing, you know, basic stuff to, to be able to survive, you know, beans, rice, cooking oil, uh, salt, at least to, to make it through the day. So how and, how do you how do you distribute that? Do people come to the church for that, or do you take it, it out? It, it both. If people give us a call or send us a WhatsApp message, uh, they can come. But right now, here by me, there is a person that that, that you love and he loves you. His name is Abraham. He used mm-hmm. to be a, a drug addict. Uh, he used to be a drug addict. He, he he used to be, I don't know what name you give to in English, to a person who gets paid to go punch people. And he used to be that. And he uh, came to the church like, one day. Like a street fighter? Yeah. And and uh, one day he came to, he walked into the church because we had a, a, a fiesta. And he asked if he could rap because he's also a very good rapper. And we started, you know, conversations on what he wanted to talk about. He thought, he used to think he was very philosophical. <laughs> and so he would come and ask, but he, he was still into drugs and alcohol. Well, God changed his life, mm. to, to say that in, in, in short words. Now he's a missionary. And right now he's here by me. Say hello. Hi, Abram. <laughs> he's, he's getting ready. He's putting food in a bag. So he's going to go to the to the slum where he's uh, reaching out with the gospel wow. and he's going to go and take between seven and ten uh, packages of food Praise for a family. Praise and, yeah. yeah. And with that, he does that between one and two times a week, depending on people's needs. Yeah. That, that's ways that, that we are doing this. I know that uh, one of the programs that you have in your church is a, is a hydroponic garden. Up on the roof, you're also growing your own food? Yes. Uh, uh, more than hydroponics, we're doing what is called organoponics, or growing organic okay. uh, vegetables. Um, and, and yes, yes, thank God. This is the... It's been a process. We've learned this uh, little by little to do it better with God's help. And, and this is the best time we, we have had regarding... 
crops growing there, tomato, chard, spinach, lettuce, onion, garlic, um, celery, uh, and you're using, yeah, are you using that for the food that you provide to the community? Or for yeah, we just yesterday we we one one old lady that comes to church was diagnosed with a uh, digestive situation, and she told us yesterday she cannot continue eating rice and beans. So what uh, Abraham went to deliver was chard and spinach. Wow. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, tell us another story of of how your people are are reaching out and demonstrating God's love. Yeah. um, I know you have many, but just tell us another one or two. Yeah, maybe you recall Erika and Jesus. They they started attending church because Erika, from time before, she wanted to to follow Jesus. They just hadn't done it, but their daughter, their oldest daughter, one of her friends was attending church here with us. So they came in and and uh, they were very constant. But one day I talked to, to them and, and asked them if they would like to participate. And uh, the husband, Jesus, told me, you know, I'm not your man. I don't believe. And I asked, oh, well, I told him this, the things since I see you are so... Uh, you know, committed to not being absent to worship services. He said, I don't believe because uh, it doesn't click. To me, the, the, the Old Testament doesn't click with the New Testament. So I said, um, well, um, that's why, that's one of the reasons I'm here. I, I'm, I'm the pastor. I could help you with the questions you might have. So he started sharing the questions and God touched his heart. He completely gave his life to Jesus. Mm, and God. today they, they pastor, yeah, they pastor the teenagers. Wow. And and, uh, and, and and that's, it's so much fun. You've been here. You've seen how happy they are. The, the kids, I mean. The, yes, the, the, I, yes. Yeah. yeah, there's really joy there. Yeah. They're fun and joy. And I, yeah. I, I just love to see that. Michelle, so that, that. Go ahead. God taught me a lesson when, when, when dealing with with uh, Jesus, because I understood that people have the right to have questions, and and and, and we gotta accept whatever questions they have, because it's it, you believe in Jesus by by knowing Him, you know, deeply. And, Amen. That was, that was great. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I no, no, no. That's fine. I I just want our listeners to to use Misiel's stories and his testimony, his stories of the kingdom, to to think in their own sense, uh, in their own lives. Yeah. Okay. And what he's doing is appropriate to his situation. My question to our listeners is, what are you doing? What are you doing? And are you praying and asking God to open up ideas and open up opportunities for you to demonstrate the Lord's love in your family, in your in your neighborhood, in your place of work. There are just so many needs out there that sometimes we're not even uh, aware of. But when we ask the Holy Spirit, he opens up our minds and our eyes and our hearts to be able to see the needs that are there. So as, as we listen to Misael and the other people that we're interviewing, 
on um, on the kingdom and its stories, we want to be, always be asking that question. Father, what can you be teaching me from the stories that I'm hearing uh, about how people are being your hands and feet in in the communities? So, Michelle, as we close, what what would be your what would you like to say if you just had thirty seconds? to say something to our listeners, what would you say to them? One, um, I recommend that you take the Coram Deo uh, course online. Uh, Bob can later give you more details about that, but that, that can really be an eye-opener. Okay. And, 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 and what Bob said, think about how you can link to your community. Actually, I'm writing a book that is called, that is called uh, Have You Linked? Uh, and, and, and it's a bunch of teachings God has given me to link to the community. I, I, I hope later you can get a hold of the book. Uh, I really ask God he uses that to open somebody else's eyes the way he opened mine. Thank you, Pastor Pastor Cruz, Misael Cruz. We thank you so much. May God bless you and empower you to do these kinds of things even more. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their community. Today's testimony of God's love not only inspires us, but now we ask God how he wants us to demonstrate his love in a similar way with others in the church towards our neighbors. Also consider sharing the kingdom and its story with others through the media tab at harvestfoundation.org.